Hi, I'm Ben Miller from University Relations here at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and we're a proud sponsor of WIS Politics and WIS Business Podcasts. You're listening to WIS Business, the podcast, Wisconsin's business news source. Now, here's your host. Hi, everybody. This is Alex Mo here for WIS Business, the podcast. Today, I'm joined by Bo Engman, president and founder of Pace Equity. Bo, thanks so much for coming on the show. Alex, it's great to be here with you. Thank you very much. Of course. So today, we're going to be discussing some trends in clean energy projects and more. But first off, can you just describe what Pace Equity is all about and tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? All right. So, so Pace Equity is based in Milwaukee and we work nationally. We work mostly in the real estate development sector. We provide you know, what's called commercial pace capital on a national basis. We work in 20 cities across the country. And I would say we're experts in leveraging this legislative program we can tell you all about. Okay, excellent. And what brought you to this, uh, to this business? So I've been in the, I would say the private sector energy efficiency business for about 14 years. You know, essentially, because I, I saw a large unmet need for energy efficiency. So my journey started with Johnson Controls, where I led their what's called their energy efficiency business in the private sector in North America. And it was there about 12 years ago that we initiated, or we were one of the initiators of the um, what's now the, the commercial pace industry. So, and over time, I came to believe that what's this, this pace financing is the most effective tool there is for driving energy efficiency in the built environment. So, and so what, and so it's that realization that got, that was really the backdrop to finance, starting the company. So in 2014, we started Pace Equity with a goal to provide this capital to have an impact on the built environment. I'm curious also, can you provide some examples of the sorts of projects that your business helped facilitate? Yeah. So let me give you a couple different examples. So one local one I'd like to talk about is um, the Mackey building right down the street here. If you know that one has a grain exchange in it. So um, it was a, it's a, it's a Jeffers development. So there's an, there was an old grain exchange here in downtown Milwaukee and everything else around it was, 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 was vacant in that building. And so what we did was we leveraged PACE funding to turn this old building into a very nice multifamily property. And, and it was, I would say, highly energy efficient and, and PACE funds were used to modernize that building completely. And it's, it's a very successful story as that building has been very successful in terms of attracting and retaining tenants, leveraging PACE funding. Um, another example on the, you know, again, a developed project, there's, there's these NASA sites in Ohio very large complexes that were mothballed. A developer came in with a very complex set of financing from many, many different sources. And so it was, a, I'd say, a highly complex project. And Pace, we came in and provided a significant amount of capital. Let's say on average, we provide about 10 to 20% of a total development project's funds. So. And that's generally replacing more expensive equity in the in the capital stack. So in that NASA project, we won an industry award essentially just because of its complexity. So Pace came in, we provided, you know, 
between 10 and 20% of the total funding for that NASA redevelopment in a very complex situation. And then another one, I'm trying to use name, another name brand. Um, so the NFL Hall of Fame, we did a project there last year for they're building out a whole campus and Johnson Controls is one of the major sponsors of that. But we provided our capital as a critical component within a, a whole center of excellence. And we're doing another project with them right now, but that's an example of where you're using PACE to provide an important amount of funding in a project that replaces more expensive equity. Um, in addition to that, this new product of ours, a serious low carbon product, hits a, a different type of developer. It gets us into, um, it's a differentiated product that has a, a lower cost of capital for low carbon buildings. And so we think that's gonna fuel our growth dramatically um, as there's no other product like it in the market today. Okay, interesting. Any other details you can share on that new product? How is it, I guess, different from the uh, existing offerings? So first, maybe a little background, you know, three things, just to kind of give you some context. Um, in the world of energy efficiency, energy savings alone are really not that compelling to compel people to make a highly sustainable building. Yes, they're there and they can have, it can be really attractive, but it's, it's not a, enough to really change behavior. And we need a change of behavior because if you look at the building codes and how people are building buildings, we are definitely not tracking to meet, you know, our national goals in terms of, um, you know, carbon reduction. So in the third part of the background is I know this and most people don't, and that is it's actually not that hard to build a low carbon building. People think it is. People think it's really expensive. They think it's really difficult, but the, the, what they're doing is just building what the general contractors and architects and people serve up. But if you push it a little bit farther, um, which most people don't, it's not that difficult. So, so what's unique about this product is, um, is well, first of all, what is it? It's a, it's a, it's a specification developed with New Buildings Institute. Uh, they're a national, um, I would say, leader in the, in the path to net zero building in the country. They influence a lot of the, of the building codes around the country. So we've developed, we've co-developed a specification that defines what a low carbon building is. So we have that and it's very detailed touching all the systems in the building. Um, secondly, we have low cost capitals. We've gone to market, you know, because of the characteristics of these buildings and they're um, more efficient than the rest of, of what's out there typically, um, we're able to really tap into that ESG investor pool and get lower cost capital. And we're effectively taking that lower cost and passing on the client. So now what the client gets is a much lower, they can, they, they can have regular pace or much lower cost through this serious low carbon product. Um, so the result is really re, A, real impact. So every building, we've been benchmarking our customers against this spec for a long time. And I can tell you, Alex, not a single client hits it automatically. So it's not like this is a layup where basically rationalizing the status quo and packaging it up as some green solution. This is actually real impact. So our clients have to change, have to change their design to meet this. So what we do is figure out what that change is and how much it costs. So we're experts at quantifying all that and, and benchmarking against that and say, here's the one to two, three, four, five things you gotta do. 
Um, and, there, and there's an incremental cost to that. So, but with, but, but with Sears, you get, a, there's a business case for it. And the business case, yes, there's energy savings, but again, they're typically not very compelling. The lower cost of capital has a very immediate impact and real impact on the economic analysis that we present our clients. So essentially, yes, there might be one to five improvements they need to make their building design and they cost X. Well, typically you'll get seven or eight X back as a financial benefit. And it's a very easy decision to say, yes, I'll do that. So I would say you're getting real impact. There's a financial benefit um, and there's branding components of developers as well. So they can market themselves. NIMBY, I'll be marketing them actually is a, is a, and they're getting to zero form, you know, and so there's a halo effect. So developers who are not traditionally inclined to develop a sustainable building can have a sustainable building with a nice financial benefit in the marketing that goes with it. So we're, we're really excited about it. Okay. That all makes a lot of sense, Bo. I want to say thanks for coming on my podcast and explaining some of this stuff to me, talking about the latest with your industry and your company. Thanks so much for taking the time. Thank you, Alex. You've been listening to Wisp Business, the podcast. Now stay tuned for more from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Ben Miller from University Relations here at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and we're a proud sponsor of WIS Politics and WIS Business Podcast. Did you know that almost 80% of UW-Madison's in-state students return to live and work in Wisconsin in the years after graduation? And almost half of all UW-Madison alumni are current Wisconsin residents. That's just one way we're driving our economy forward. UW-Madison is working for Wisconsin.